Insert introduction here. We'd like to apologise for that introduction, but if Crumbly can't be bothered to show up, what on earth are we expected to do? I know, I know. What can we do? Apparently, he's leaking or something. Yeah, yeah. there's some water there's problems. A, there's a got. water thing involved. It's his age, you know. You well, get like has that he thought of inserting a cork or something? Well, you suggest this, and he hangs up on you. Yeah, nappies. That's all you need. Yeah, tie a knot in it. Ooh. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the latest in a. Very long line of <laughs> staggering stories podcasts. I'm Fake Keith. I'm Adam. I'm Jean. And I, yes, I am someone who didn't laugh at me when someone I really liked in The Walking Dead died and made me cry. He just cuddled me nicely. Oh, <laughs> I did. Of I life. Did. Oh, isn't that sweet? Yeah. Was what he trying to cop a feel? No, he, he was very, he just cuddled <laughs> me. There, there may have been that to it, but, it, you know, it's predominantly, you know, trying long to comfort game. you. Long yeah. game. Right, you've ruined it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't care about spoiler music. Carl, do you? I don't do know. You? I don't know who the hell Carl yes, is. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. <laughs> Neither kid. Yeah, oh, yeah. I know. I've read the comics. <laughs> didn't die in the comics. It's not as far as I got. She's still, she's still in pain. And now on podcast number three two eight. Oh, did we forget to say the number? We forgot to get, say number. <laughs> We'd like to present you the news with El Presidente. Woo! 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 Doctor Who news. Doctor Who colon Ace to meet the 13th Doctor. Question mark. Did you ever wonder what happened to Ace after she left the Doctor? Have you ever dreamt about her and Jodie Whittaker's 13th Doctor getting together? Snuff, snuff. If so, then Sophie Aldred has a new Doctor Who novel coming just for you. Aldred, of course, played companion ace to Sylvester McCoy's 7th Doctor on TV from 1987 to 1989 and continues to play the character in Big Finish Audios. While she hasn't been directly referenced in New Who, there was a possible reference to Ace using her birth name of Dorothy in the Sarah Jane Adventures. Mm-hmm. It was said that she had raised billions of pounds through her non-profit organisation, A Charitable Earth. Mm. According to the blurb, Aldred is running with that idea for her novel. Decades later, she is known as Dorothy McShane, the reclusive millionaire philanthropist. That's a really hard word. Yeah. You, you almost got that correct. You, you shouted at me. My, my lips are all cold from chocolate milkshake. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Who heads global organisation at Charitable Earth. Dorothy is haunted by terrible nightmares, vivid dreams that begin just as scores of runaways are vanishing from the dark alleyways of London. Dum, dum, dum. Could the disappearances be linked to sightings of sinister creatures lurking in the city shadows? <gasps> Why has an alien satellite entered a secret orbit around the moon? Investigating the satellite with Ryan, Graham and Yaz, the Doctor is thrown together with Ace once more. Together they must unravel a malignant 
malevolent plot <laughs> that will cost thousands of lives. But can the Doctor atone for her past incarna- incarnations? Yes, that was right. Why did you pause and think that that went to, was meant to say incantations? But can the Doctor atone for her past incarnations behaviour? And how much must a sacrifice to win victory, not only for herself, but for Earth? The book and audiobook, read by Aldred herself, are due out in February 2020. Mm. Mm. Not too far away now. It would be interesting to find this take on her because we've had about three different versions of the ending of Ace, I think. Yeah, I don't know how Ace ended up. Big Finish, she's with this CIA. I mean, not the uh, CIA, the the, um, Time Lords CIA. uh, Yeah, in Big Finish, I think she's ended up with the Time Lords. Didn't she? In one of the comic strips, the the monthly comic strips, the character died. So, yeah. Ah, sure, better. <laughs> yeah. She's a tough old thing. Yep. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to find out how and where they go with this, or or certainly Miss Aldred's take. Yeah. And does Ace make fun of the Doctor for being a woman? Yeah. Because you would. <laughs> would you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you turned into a woman, I'd have a field day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> oh, dear. Are you saying you'd find him strangely alluring? <laughs> I'm not going there. <laughs> I'm just not going That That is off the table. Well, you know. Could be on the Ace floor. And, <laughs> Ace and what's a face in survival. Yeah, there's a bit of free shorns there. Let's Ooh. read the rest of the news I think before probably... we head down Fan Fiction Boulevard. <laughs> yeah. Slash, Slash Fiction, fiction Boulevard. Boulevard. Look some of that up later. <laughs> God. <laughs> Look what you've done. <laughs> My fault. She wrote the bloody book. <laughs> Game of Thrones prequels fight for survival. Oh. Two potential TV series have been vying to fill the Game of Thrones cavernous void. The bloodthirsty struggle is now over and one of the prequel series has survived and the other cruelly cut down. Most talked about of the two, the unofficially named prequel set thousands of years before Game of Thrones didn't make the grade has been no. officially cancelled by HBO. The pilot starred Naomi Watts and had Jane Goldman as showrunner. Reports suggested it would feature the Starks and show the origins of the White Walkers. The pilot was originally rejected and heavily edited, but to no avail. HBO pulled the plug on what George Arg Arg Martin unofficially called The Long Night. In happier news, the officially titled prequel series House of the Dragon has been picked up for a first season of ten episodes. Somehow this series has managed to skip the pilot phase entirely. Speaking this on his blog, George Martin said, Ryan Gondal has already done a considerable amount of work of writing on House of the Dragon, but a lot of the work remains ahead of us. There's a writer's room to be assembled, episodes to be broken down and scripted, a cast and crew to be assembled, budgets and production details to be worked out. I expect to be involved in all of this to some extent, and who knows if things work out, I may even be able to script a few episodes. Finish the Winds of Winter! As I did for the first four seasons of Game of Thrones, but let me make this perfectly clear, I'm not taking on any scripts until I've finished and delivered Winds of Winter. I'm not sure I believe you anymore. Winter is still coming. The winds remain my priority. <laughs> uh, much as I'd love to write an episode of House, MD. Sorry? No. Uh, <laughs> House of the Dragon will unsurprisingly focus on House Targaryen. The timeline will be about 300 years before Game of Thrones, and the series is to be based on Martin's book, Fire and Blood. Martin also spoke of the cancelled prequel series. It goes without saying that I'm saddened to hear the show will not be going to series. 
Jane Goldman is a terrific screenwriter, and I enjoyed brainstorming with her. I do not know why HBO decided not to go to series on this one, but I do not think it had to do with the House of the Dragon. This is never an either-or situation. Heartbreaking as it is to work for years on a pilot, to pour your blood and sweat and tears into it, Ugh. and have it come to naught is not all that uncommon. I've been there myself more than once. I know Jane and her team are feeling disappointment just now, and they have my sympathy. With my thanks for all their hard work, and my good wishes to whatever they do next. He's still getting a bucket full of money, though. (laughs) There's currently no word on when House of the Dragon will make it to screen, though it sounds like we shouldn't expect it before 2021. I wonder what was wrong with the other one, because the pilot for Game of Thrones, it was notoriously awful. That was completely reshot, wasn't it? It was completely, it was so bad, they've never let anyone watch it. They recast half of it, reshot pretty much all of it. So why was that allowed to live, but this other thing... Uh, wasn't who knows maybe we'll find out someday but maybe it didn't like the basic idea yeah because a couple of thousand years ago that is a really long time yeah it's a long time well how how long are the seasons meant to be on the world of game of thrones oh what you mean winters and yeah yeah several years a piece yeah but you know still two thousand years ago there's gonna be nothing recognizable yeah what's it do with the technology as well is it the same? Well, if, if the furthest they'd got is uh, crossbows and swords, then 2,000 years ago they were throwing sticks at each other. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I don't know, but uh, at least one of the two has survived, and you never know, the other one might make it back in some form in some, some day after. I'm, I'm sure but... they may even recycle story ideas if any stories have been written for mm, uh, yeah. the other I'm one. not sure if I'm really looking forward to it or not. This is it. Is the, it... the great Game of Thrones characters were so amazing. Yeah. And, yeah. This is it, is whether they can recapture that spark. And I'm not sure if they can. That's the thing, quite often you can't because you don't know what makes one particular programme and cast and group click and another Mm. one not. I've seen the early Men Behaving Badly and it was just awful and then they changed the cast yeah yeah and it's brilliant and it clicked, mm. and it clicked because they clicked but you couldn't reproduce that no but they it's just know, as we accident. see often when they take British series yeah put them into america don't work yeah mm. vice versa sometimes yeah inspector well. space time <laughs> <laughs> any addendums people Good God, last time we had 97 of Well, there are, there are a couple here. Uh, Disney Plus. Yep. Uh-huh. UK launch date. Oh. 31st of March 2020. And how much do they want? I'm not sure we've got a price yet. 5 99 a month or something. Yeah, it may not be that expensive, but uh, it means we're not going to get a few things immediately. Yeah. Mandalorian's out shortly. Yeah. We're going to have to wait until, until March. end yeah. of March basically April, before we see it. And personally, I like the Star Wars stuff, I like the Marvel stuff, but I can wait until it trickles down to something that I can get. I don't necessarily want to spend more streaming. Mm. Although I must admit, if it's only like one ninety nine a month, I'd probably cave in. <laughs> yeah, you might get a month free. Something I was wondering with all these streaming channels, so like Disney is doing Star Wars and Marvel stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've seen it start to disappear off of Netflix. Will it disappear off of stuff like Sky and Virgin? So when they bring out a Star Wars movie, will it no longer go to Virgin or Sky movie channel? Will you only be able to get it through? No, yeah. I doubt And that. I, I'm just wondering if it's going to end up, there's going to be all these little channels that special, and you've got to sit the camera, well, I like sci-fi and I like soap, so I'll... I'll get that particular streaming service and that particular streaming service yeah you you almost end up getting closeted into specific styles of stream rather than 
they're having a bit of this, a bit of that, a bit of horror movie, a bit of it's good different adventure. For, for films, I think they continue to do what they're doing and they will sell it on to Sky and people like that yeah. to get a load of money initially and then on to Blu-ray, of course. Uh, then it will go on to the streaming service. Mm. That TV series will be different. Uh, I, I don't think so, necessarily. I think the distance might be longer instead of, as it is at the moment, what is it, two years? You might have to wait two years? For, for something to trickle down to something like a terrestrial TV. Oh, okay, terrestrial, yeah. For the films. But five years, give it five years, and you'll start to see these things trickling down after they've plugged it on the streaming channels, after they've done the DVD releases, after they've done everything, squeezed every piece of money out of it that they possibly can. I, I can conceive it trickling down to either a terrestrial or one of the other streaming services. So it's like The Mandalorian might eventually turn up on normal TV. Yeah. By which can... time you've got fed up of waiting or you've already seen it. So. Yeah, I, I can mm. see it in five years, five or ten years, something like The Mandalorian Mandalorian premiering on Channel 4. Maybe. It depends how well the streaming services do. Yeah, obviously it depends how well and how successful this format is. Yeah, because I think things like... Uh, House of Cards or Dead Ever, whatever. I don't think they've Have made it off Netflix of to no. TV, but selling their crown jewels. It's still got a value yeah. to bring people in. They've got a big catalogue. If that catalogue is now dispersed amongst all the other channels, I don't know. Any more addendums? I've seen a trailer for a film, <laughs> Fantasy Island. <laughs> okay. Not the 1970s. A dark take. Oh, God. Oh, what? <laughs> um, yeah. By the looks like of Banana Splits. <laughs> yeah, like the Banana Splits. I'm trying to... What was that? Oh, God. What's the name of the guy from Ant-Man? The, um, Paul Rudd? No, not Paul Rudd. His, his partner from jail. Oh, uh, Pino or something? Yeah. Is being Mr. Walk. Right. But yes. I can't imagine much script being kept to. <laughs> yes. How could it be oh, yeah. much darker? It was initial release pretty terrifying date. to look at anyway. <laughs> oh, sorry. Initial release date is aimed for the 14th of February, 2020. Which means we could watch it while we're over in America. <laughs> what channel's going on? So at the end of this, obviously not for you listeners, but at the end of this, I'll pull up the trailer. Okay, yeah. I never really saw the original, I must admit, but... It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, so we've got uh, Spider-Man into Spider-Verse number two. Mm-hmm. When's uh, that out? 8th of April, 2022. So a fair way away. No, they, yeah. they've got to draw it yet. <laughs> yeah, so we're basically two and a half years away before that. But in fact, it's getting a sequel yeah. at all. It's good news. Obviously, mm-hmm. it went down very well. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. that. That was I quite enjoyed that. You did that. see that one. Yes, I did see yeah. Spider Verse in the end. Yeah. How are they going to continue? Presumably, they get joined up again. No, I don't know. Yeah. Well, it, it hinted at a sequel at the end because mm-hmm. you heard uh, Gwen Stacy's voice. Oh, okay. Spider Gwen when um, Miles was lying on his bed right at the end of it. We've got uh, a trailer for a trailer on Doctor Who. Oh yeah. yes, yes. Oh yes. I hate those. It's <laughs> so pointless. Apparently, you got to watch this space for the twenty third of November, twenty nineteen. Well, I'm not going to. So we have yet to say. Well, we'll we'll be watching this space at the BFI. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Um, I'll yes. close my eyes for that bit. <laughs> so apparently, the BBC are going to make some sort of announcement on the twenty. Yes. Are we sure November. it's going to be an announcement? It's not just going to be someone's shadow walking past the TARDIS and then the logo appears. <laughs> what, yeah. you mean like the, the releasing ones at the moment where you're getting shadows of people? Well, so far all I know is there's the Doctor yeah. and Bradley Walsh's characters in there. I don't know about anyone else. They're the only two <laughs> yeah. I've seen. I, I really hate teasers. It's just pointless. Yeah, it is. I don't know, because at least with teasers, they're not giving away the spoilers, so you don't have Adam trying to kick people in the head as <laughs> he's trying to leave yeah. the book. No, I can't. I can't, I can't stand them. That was funny. <laughs> Any more news? Poor Dan Starkey. <laughs> he deserved it. And that's the end of the news. 
back in the murky past of the 1980s, a new kind of police officer took to the streets. He was a bit dead and had a very big gun. He was Robocop. And we've watched his story. Pause for music. I have a confession. What yep. was your confession? I'd never seen this. Oh, really? Have you seen any Robocop at all? None at all. Not the, the only thing remaker. I knew about Robocop was all the um, little um, jokes that you see in things like The Simpsons. Okay, yeah. Yep. Had never, yeah, had never seen it at all. Red Dwarf, Lister as Robocop. We we watched it on Sunday. Yep, me too. And (laughs) it was... It's bizarre, isn't it? It was, yeah, bizarre as a bizarre piece of harmless nonsense that got itself a bit muddled. (laughs) Really? There was so much overkill when it came to blood and gore. Oh, Oh, God, yes. But then then it would suddenly decide it thinks it might want to be a comedy. (laughs) And it was just terrible. (laughs) Really? Okay. No, I would watch it again. It was wonderfully it was terrible. Wonderfully terrible, yeah. yeah. I, I have to admit, the levels of violence in this are more graphic yeah. than Joker. Yeah. And they were warning about the violence in Joker. Because yeah. no, some of the bits where he's getting his arm shot off and all those bullets and the bullet in the brain, that was really graphic. And the guy that went smush. Oh, the oh, yeah. oh. You must have seen the director's cut. Yeah, I think I the, the original if... cut is virtually gone now. The original cut cut out a lot of that. You didn't see his arm being blown off. I, 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 no, we, I, we I saw... remember the guy going smush on the video. I watched it on. I didn't see it at the cinema. I watched it on video, yeah. and I definitely remember the guy going smush when the car hit him. Okay. And I remember the um, the gunshots. Yeah. Well, well okay. the version on Netflix is a lot more graphic than Joker. Is. Yeah, yeah. But watching that bit where his arm shot off, I just couldn't help but think of Monty Python. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a bit. Yeah, yeah. But he gets rude. really grumpy if I make fun of films. I, I have it was so badly done. It looked yeah. comical. Well, also, you're sitting there going, he's just had his hand blown off, fine. And then they are, and he's still alive. I was sitting there thinking, yeah. you, you wouldn't be conscious. The chances well, are you would have died from a heart loss. attack because I, of the blood I, loss and the shock. And then they shoot him in the brain and he's still alive. The, the, human, body, the human body can do remarkable things. I mean, when people are shot through the the heart they don't drop down dead they run around the block first it's like still chickens it, well, <laughs> no it's still things still keep pumping and working for quite some time yes, as the body tries to but, but they're pumping the blood out of what must used to be his the blood, arm the blood that was coming out of his hand stump was it was almost oh, evil dead it was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, you're, you're meant to have uh, for evil dead you're meant to have five pints of blood in you they used 80 gallons yeah he's, <laughs> he's gonna pass out for blood loss and then quick. You had, you know, the the bits where you're thinking, are they now trying to be a comedy? A hostage situation where the guy was holding the mayor hostage. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's asking, he's demanding a car. I want a car. I want a fast car. Well, how yeah. about the new 6000 series? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Does it have air Cruise, conditioning? Cruise it does. And would you like a rollback roof? It's like, what the hell? <laughs> Keep him talking. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there is a limit. It just made me start <laughs> laughing when it was meant to be a tense scene, you know? <laughs> yeah. Part Parts of it kind of almost reminded me as if someone was trying to do a lighter version of Judge Dredd. Yeah. There is, oh, yeah. I thought there Judge Dredd had got written that, down right here. Judge yeah, Dredd I, elements I, to I, it. I do remember when it first came out, personally being quite anti against it because I, I was quite a good Dredd fan at mm, the time. Yeah. And I'm saying, I recognise this and that's from that. And it's hard to yeah. believe it isn't influenced by Dredd. Yeah. It yeah. is so Dredd like. <laughs> the unstoppable.
unstoppable law enforcer who yeah. can't be compromised. But one thing, did you notice when um, loads and loads of guns are being shot at him, not one of the bullets hit his face, no, which was like, completely uh, unprotected? Yeah. I don't know if they address that later, but I think his face is actually reconstruction. I think underneath his skull is actually metal. Because when he takes oh, the helmet right. off, it does look like it's slightly prosthetics rather yeah, than a real skin. But you still think, inside. you know, being unprotected, it would still damage it. Yeah, you would yeah. think so. You think you end up like yeah. Terminator with yeah. his flesh. I did like off. the outfit they give him, the Robocop outfit. Yeah. And the way he moves and walks in it, it does mm. look like it's actually got weight yeah. to it. Yeah, it's like he's doing an early version of the robot. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderfully choreographed yeah. in that yeah. respect. I don't it, think they used, what's her name, Davis, his partner. Lewis. 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 Yes. I don't think they, they used Lewis. Lewis enough. No. No, no. She Not at all. She, it looked like they were going to at the beginning yeah. with the shootout in the mill and that. But then she just vanished off the scene. It's funny. I was thinking this is a kind of, I know it's had various adaptations, but the, the whole thing about it being creating a problem to bring down the value of land, to redevelop an area, etc. Mm -hmm. It's the kind of story that can be done at any point mm -hmm. in time. So this is the kind of film that could be remade with special effects. I think if they well, would... Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. It's had mm -hmm. several remakes. If it was done now, I think she would have a much greater role oh, in yeah, it in yeah, some yeah, ways. Very I remember time. what happened to the one a few years ago. There is a new one coming, isn't there? Robocop Returns. Oh, God, is there? Is next year, I think. The uh, Revenge. Yeah, I don't know if it's a sequel to the one from two or three years back. I don't know. Mm. But yeah. Uh, it feels to me like it's half a film almost. Mm. It finishes so abruptly. Yeah. yeah. And there's no closure with his family or anything. Yeah. Which I thought there was. It must be a second film they did. It that. just said what his name was. And then suddenly it's. I thought Netflix had done something wrong and cut off the final scene. Because yeah. it no. literally yeah. just there's went there's straight no code to the credits. There's no epilogue. It's just, just yeah. that. There you go. He's back onto the street. No him and Lewis walking to the car nope. together. Nope. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> Very strange. Um, yeah. And I was quite surprised that the level of. It wasn't CGI. It was stop going stop motion, motion for the ED209. Yeah. It, it was clearly. But it wasn't Harryhausen stop mode. It was still quite good the way they inter. I've seen newer films with worse <laughs> overlaying than yeah. that one. It, it, yeah. it wasn't, it didn't jar that much. Although I knew it was a model and I knew it was stop go motion animation mm. it didn't feel out of place in the film you couldn't the see lighting. the little line around the yeah. edge and that kind yeah of stuff. the lighting the integration was quite good but the actual movement was, yeah. was very yeah, stop motion a bit too jerky but oh, yeah what, what could they do at the time in 87 when it, it came out yeah it and wasn't CG wasn't really what's no. I say I have seen CGI animation interfaces that actually looked worse than that yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the uh, I'm not quite sure is it stop motion or what when the uh, guy falls out the Ronnie Cox character falls oh, out the window at the end gets thrown through the window. Yeah, some, that looks really some, poor. The, the arms it looks, look longer for it some It looks reason. very much like Indiana Jones when the guy fell into the crocodile-infested river. It's yeah, like they'd gone yeah. backwards ten years. And, yeah. You yeah. sure they're not bobbing one of the goodies' bodies, you know? And they yeah. have such yeah. a great falling death scene yeah. in mm. Die Hard. They effectively do it here, but they do it much they ran worse. Out of money. I think, yeah, yeah, I think that could be a large extent to it. Yeah, they did so well with the ED robot that they had to scrimp on him. The thing, pony, I, the thing I got with this film was it was almost like it didn't know it was two films and it didn't know what it wanted to be. Did it want to be a film about him mm. and his family and his memories and the fact he's been turned into a cyborg? He only gets to that right at the end. Or does it want to be a film about 
industrial fraudulence, bankruptcy, mm-hmm. espionage, that kind of stuff, embezzlement. Corrupt corporations. Corrupt yes. corporations. And it was like, I, well, we're going to be about this. No, we're going to be about that. That's no, we're going to be about couldn't, this. Couldn't and it make it up couldn't its make its mind up which you wanted to be. I'd also throw into there, it was a slight take on, a satire take on corporations and corruption, mm-hmm. a la, and the adverts, a la um, Starship Troopers. Mm. Which is no surprise, given who it made was, it. Yeah, it was the same. It was the same vein, Ooh, the Verhoeven. same vibe going through. It was. I know it's the same director. And the Indeed. the baddies. I got no sense of fear from them. They well, were two bit crooks. The lot of them mm, who just yeah. liked to shoot. Even even the top dog Jones, whatever his name yeah. was, you knew he was going to get his comeuppance because he just was slimy. But yeah. the crooks weren't good enough. No, they were almost stereotype yeah. kind of crooks. Even even the head crook, you know, the mm. guy. They who, were more. Henchman than yeah, than... there was nothing special about him. No, no, he was quite a low-level threat, really. Mm. See, once he became Robocop, he was effectively unstoppable, even though he was beaten up and all that. Yeah. And he, he still didn't get any sense that he was in any real danger. danger. Yeah, it seems to me that is it a very American thing? It's it's like an American fantasy, like a superhero almost. Yeah. Mm. You get bitten by a radioactive spider, become super powerful. Uh, See, that was that was another disappointment. Oh yeah, when, oh. The, when the van went into the very cardboard-like toxic, toxic waste, waste thing. Yeah. Oh, I thought he could at least turn into a superhero instead yeah. of melting. <laughs> Melty man. Maybe yeah. he reformed that, after that. That was such a gross <laughs> effect, though, wasn't it? It was all... Yeah. Was, something about this weak character suddenly gets gunned down then becomes mm. this superhero who goes and saves the world. Yeah, it's the underdog rising up and... Yeah, with yeah. violence. Yeah, <laughs> with violence, of course. You're coming with me, dead or alive. Yeah. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> Reading a bit of Burb here, apparently the character of Robocop was inspired by the British comic book hero Judge Dredd ah, as okay. well as the Japanese toku series Space Sheriff and the Mar- Marvel's comic superhero Rom and apparently a Rom comic book appears a on rom-com. screen during the convenience store robbery oh. possibly as well as a Rom comic appears in a flashback depicting Murphy's son that was that was oh. another thing though the when the convenience store was being robbed I mean it might have been cheaper for those poor gits that owned it if yeah. they'd have just let yeah. the guy rob them because there was the so much damage done. <laughs> yeah. oh, yeah. Having watched, what was it we watched the other day that the, the, the music drove me up the wall? Would that have been Dread? No. Judge Dread? No. We reviewed one a few weeks back. It was horrendous. Flash Gordon. No, no, it wasn't Flash Gordon. <laughs> so it was one be- between of those. This one, it's the same era, but the music in this I didn't think was too bad. It's good. The, the main Robocop theme is really good. Yeah. Mm. I think. Very iconic. But it's, it's, it's not too bad though is it really it's interesting idea it is very 80s yes Uh, oh yeah the entire setting although clearly meant to be the future it's the 80s yeah (laughs) they they haven't done any real set dressing you you get a few uh map paintings of a futuristic city in the background occasionally but yeah yeah and their combustion cars and all that yeah (laughs) sort of thing yeah R2-D2 data spike for some reason. Once he's, you know, wiped the blood off of it from having slit someone's throat <laughs> with it. Yeah, yeah. We would like to know what you thought of Robocop. We won't make you watch it again. Just think <laughs> back to the 80s. If you weren't born in the 80s or were too young to see it, then watch it. <laughs> I have spoken. You can write to us via show at staggeringstories.net. And now, ladies and gentlemen, for your edification and entertainment, 
A quiz of Doctor Who proportions. Shall we blatantly just jump in and shout the answers out, or do you want yeah. some sort of decorum? <laughs> decorum? We would start with decorum and fail miserably. <laughs> yeah. Remember what happened last time? We ended up throwing cushions at each other. We did. That was quite yeah. funny. Okay. So this is from the Doctor Official Quiz Book Ooh. from 2014 by Jackie Rayner. So it's quite a big tome. It is. It's over 500 pages. So we, so we stopped to was it in 2014. That was still Matt, was it? No? Yeah. Depends. Almost. I think it was more Capaldi. Well, I think Capaldi was technically, but he probably hadn't had anything yeah. else by It point. doesn't matter, though, because you're going no. to pick random Yes, yeah, just so I've got an idea in my head, you see. <laughs> OK. Let's start with the master from the 1980s, shall we? OK. Oh, yes. Oh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> what creature's form does the Master's TARDIS take on on Charkin? Melka. Melka it is. Damn. In your face, in your face. <laughs> yeah. Decorum. In Castrovalva, which member of the TARDIS crew does the Master kidnap? Adric. Yeah. Who does the Master use to impersonate King John? He's quite easy. Chameleon. Chameleon. Yeah. I don't know why I bothered looking at the answers. <laughs> what form does the Master TARDIS take in 13th century England? I heard, uh, I'm I'm maiden. maiden. <laughs> yeah. Who was the first Doctor the Master encounters in the Death Zone? Our third. Yes. Oh, well done, you. Double check it. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, the third Doctor. Oh, yeah, because for ages I thought... Jumping Jehoshaphat. No, for ages I thought his name was Jehoshaphat. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it is. Jehoshaphat, it really is you. It's an unusual name. I'm sorry, I was 12. (laughs) Okay, on prehistoric Earth, what does the Master melt down to use as store... Tyrannosaurus Rex. Protoplasm. Oh, probably not a Tyrannosaurus Rex. What does he melt down to do the, what? To use as a store of protoplasm. The passengers and crew of the Concorde? Yes. The passengers, yeah. That's really horrible. Time flight. Yeah, yeah time flight is really horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it is really horrible. He is the master and you will obey. <laughs> What do the Time Lord Inner Council offer the Master in new return for his rescuing the Doctor? Yeah, new life, a new life regeneration cycle. cycle. New lifespan. Mm. I think I should get that because I said it correctly. I think you should mind your own business <laughs> and just look at Clara and the Moomin. Also, mm. also, a full and free pardon. Oh, yes. yeah. Well, quite. That went without saying. Go, yeah. <laughs> You'd expect that. Let's change topic here. All right, let's go for Davros 2. Is it the revenge? It is. It is. Who rescues Davros from the Time War? The Doctor. Uh, uh, Dalek Khan? Dalek Khan. Okay. What is each of the post-Time War Davros' new Daleks grown from? Oh, one of his, his cells. His nipple. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a cell from Davros' body. Yeah. yeah. What weapon does Davros create to destroy every single corner of creation? A reality bomb! And leave the Daleks the only life forms in existence. It is, I think, the reality, reality bomb, yes. Shouldn't it be an unreality bomb? Uh, that's what I thought at the time. <laughs> Seen who on board the Crucible leads Davros to declare the circle of time is closed? Sarah Jane Smith. Yep. Which member of the Khaled scientific elite tries to organise a movement against Davros? Oh. Thingy. I think I know this. Oh, Ronson? God. Is it Ronson? No. Not Ronson. Try and remember now. I can see him, but I can't remember yeah. the name. Genesis. Mm-hmm. Genesis. So the one the who was dressed as a Nazi? No. No, he's a scientist. <laughs> he's a scientist. That... He's, in, he's in white. God. I think he's one no. of the first ones to get exterminated, isn't yeah. he? Go on. Garmin. That's Garmin. Oh. <laughs> one didn't know. What can be found in a cave at the edge of the wasteland on Scarrow? Giant clams. The, <laughs> <laughs> the failed... Failed uh, experiments. experiments. Yep, results of Davos' mutation experiments on animals. Or otherwise known as giant clams. clams. <laughs> yep, clams of death. <laughs> okay, here's some behind-the-scenes stuff. Oh, oh, oh. This might be a little more 
Difficult. <laughs> Fill me for which story took place in or near Madame de Swords. Would that be Tale of the Autons? No. Ooh. In or near Madame de Swords? Can we have a clue? Which Nearly doctor? There. Which doctor is Third it? Doctor. Yeah. Auton invasion. <gasps> yes. Yes. No. No. Okay. Let's go through the. F- Third Doctor stories. Oh, <laughs> Spearhead from space. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the target yeah, book it's the wrong version. Yeah, it's yes. the, the other name for it. Yeah. Uh, one which we should know, being living so near to it. Gatwick Airport. Faceless ones. Yep. <laughs> Heathrow Airport. Time flight. 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 Indeed. Robert Brothers Circus. Can't live in the galaxy. No, no. Oh, I think that one's Terror of the Autons. It is Terror of the Autons. Mm. Ah. No Man's Land fought in the Solent. Uh, sea Devils. Sea Devils. Yep. A topical one. Leeds Castle. That's Lewis Castle, isn't it? The Lewis right. Castle fell down today, yeah. <laughs> Did you hear that? No. One of the oh, thousand-year-old yes. wall at Lewis Castle fell, fell down. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, what was the question? Uh, Leeds Castle. Oh, King's oh, Demons. King's... No. Time Monster? No. No, I know this one, I just can't blooming remember it. Who was in it? Give us a clue. What was the Doctor? Fourth. Uh, Mask of Mandragora. No. Hand of Fear. No. Face of Evil. No. Keeper of Charkin. No. <laughs> Megopolis. No. It just no, made it was, makers. it was no. one of his Ribos early operation. mid ones. No. Rebos Operation? I no. just said that. No. No. Okay. Uh, robot. No. <laughs> Time Warrior. No. That was the third Doctor. No, third Doctor, yeah. <laughs> oh, which companion is it? Romana. Oh. Uh, Romana keeps... 1 or Romana 2? Stones, oh, Stones of Blood. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that was... Up. Androids of Tar? Yes. <laughs> uh, see, we knew that one. <laughs> <laughs> we did. Uh, Good God. Another and one... it's Romana 1. Yeah. Another one you probably should know. Uh, Dover Castle. Yeah. What about it? <laughs> <laughs> I've been there many a time. Yes. Have you? No, you know never. What story was filmed there? King's Demons. No. Was that even filmed on location? Damn, I? Yes, because there was a horse galloping in a field. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only bit that was on Wait, location. Give us a clue. Which, which doctor? <laughs> third. Yeah, third doctor. <laughs> Demons. Mine. No. Time. Time monster. Green Not time. Death. Mind no. robber? Mind robber? No. no. Time warrior? Time warrior? No. Sea devils? No. Dalek one? No. <laughs> Which Dalek one? Don't care. None of them. <laughs> green, green death? No. Wasn't dinosaurs? Are you sure it was an inferno? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you're sure it wasn't Inferno? I'm sure it yes, wasn't it Inferno. Oh, okay. <laughs> it wasn't um, dinosaurs. I did know this one before the book, which, so I'm sure it's, the book's great. No. It's Unit. Go on, say it. Unit. Uh, uh, no, 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 there was one. There was one third Doctor. Sure. Mind of Evil? Yes. Yes. Oh, well done. Yeah. That's the one I meant. Did, did I didn't say it, well, did you I? you didn't No, you didn't. No. You said the I second meant. Doctor one. Yeah, yeah, I meant Mind of Evil. Okay, Royal Albert Hall. What? Uh, would yeah. this be one of the... Uh, proms. Proms. No, although... <laughs> <laughs> it could be, but no, no, it's the actual TV episode. Royal Albert Hall it was a TV episode. Quite an early one. Really? Hmm? Is it a Hartnell one? Mm-hmm. They did film you, a bit of the second it. unit. War Machines? No. Unearthly Child? <laughs> no, no, that was Studio Bound. The Daleks? Again, Studio Bound. Um, the, uh, the first the, one, I Dalek, think. Dalek Invasion Earth? Yeah, I think it's the first time they did any outside filming, yeah. wasn't it? I didn't realise Albert Hall was in it. Yeah, mm. yeah. They trundle past doing their Nazi salutes, I think. Okay, this one is a little tougher one. Okay. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> those were easy. <laughs> yeah. Singleton Hospital. Oh, thingy, what's it, 11th hour? Oh, the 11th hour hadn't been, had it, when this book was made. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. this yeah. 2014, 2010. No, no, no. Spearhead from Space. No. Nope. Oh. New Who. Um, New Who. The Doctor, one Doctor with... Dance's Empty Child? Yeah, the one with nope. Dr. Constantine. Yeah, no, no. It, um, was it uh, the Silence of the Library one? No. Mm. 
Human nature? I think that's, oh, council building, wasn't it? No. Nope. Which doctor? Uh, tenth. Well, there's not that many, is there? Um, would that be uh, Smith and Jones? It would. Yay! <laughs> the one with the hospital in it. The one with the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> that's the reason why I said. <laughs> in our defence, you know, alien planets are quarries. <laughs> <laughs> They're just as likely to have used the university for the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. Middlesex Polytechnic. Oh, for God's sake! Be a polytechnic. It's got to be old who. They've gone. They've Remember gone the Daleks? Not Sharda. Not what's any of the Daleks in there? Middlesex Polytechnic. Android invasion? Nope. Was it used as a seat of learning in the episode? Yes, I'd say so. Was it a Tom Baker story? No. Okay. Was it a John <laughs> Pertwee story? No. Was it a Patrick Troughton story? No. Was it a William Hartnell story? Mordred Undead. Mordred Undead. I was giving her time to think. <laughs> My brain's leaked. One more and then we move on. The TARDIS one said, it's a true or false, mm-hmm. so it should be quite easy to guess. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Which of these have been mentioned as being parts of the TARDIS? Well, this TARDIS? isn't going to be true or false, is no, it? Hang on, hang on. Yeah, which of these have been mentioned as being parts of the TARDIS? Oh, OK. Which are the ones that are just made oh, up? Oh, right, OK. So, does the TARDIS have a phase deflector? False. It is false. A chameleon circuit? True. <laughs> Nothing worked, but true. A radiation blocker? False. False, false indeed. A space wrench? True. It is false. Ooh, <laughs> I was thinking of a Mergen nut. Ganymede <laughs> driver? Uh, all that. A fluid link? True. true. Indeed. A, a Mergen nut? True. true. <laughs> a comparator? True. 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 Yeah. A temporal limiter? True. true. Yeah. A ferris claw? False. false. Indeed, false. A Ganymede driver? True. True. Yeah. Andromeda spanner. False. False. Yeah. A cat's eye nebula. Nebulizer, sorry. Cat's eye nebulizer. Oh, true. True. It's had a nebulizer. He has. I'm going to say true. I think it's false because it's the bryo nebulizer. Oh, it was, wasn't it? But I'm still going to say true just to be different. It is false. Darn. An atom accelerator. False. True. I don't think think that's true. Yeah. Why did you say something? It just says true or false. Don't know where it's meant. No. Yeah. It's it's meant to be that spiky thing on on. You're doing that thing um, with your fingers again. I know. (laughs) The the spike on on the the orange, the Amy console. Oh. The one that the Amy spiky thing. Yeah. The one that span round. Right. Yeah. 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 That's better. Yeah. (laughs) Ted Rogers. And finally, then a dimensional stabilizer. True. True. Yeah. Now we got nearly 100% on the TARDIS. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good going. And with that, fun time is over. <laughs> and now it's on to the serious business of reviewing. Oh. We've been watching Doctor Who. Mm. Pause for music. We haven't just been watching any Doctor Who. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. This nearly went disastrously wrong. <laughs> Some of us had agreed to watch The Time Monster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Others of us mistook that for The Time Warrior. Oops. <laughs> Oops. We could very nearly have had two different sets of reviews going the, the here. The castle in there was quite good, and, and as for the Centaur. In the end, what? we settled on The Time Monster with that wonderful chap, Roger Delgado. Yep. And that other wonderful chap, Nicholas Courtney. Yes. And that third wonderful chap, John Levine. (laughs) (laughs) Let's not push it. (laughs) It also had Pertwee in it. Speaking of which, Mm. we have yet to say (gasps) hello to his alter ego. Hello, Hello. Hello. 
Between. Hello, cardboard Amy. He, we should uncover your eyes so we could see how lovely they are. No, Graham, Pond's eyes are uncovered. Yeah. Clara's tiny, face is tiny covered. Tiny little ginger-faced eyes. We should, we should cover those over. Hello, Hello Siobhan the gnome. Dangerous Churchill. Fascist spot. Terrence. A variety oh, yeah, of bobble-headed things. Terrence, dude, hi. And everything else yes, that Adam has on his shelf instead of grown-up things. <laughs> <laughs> they anyway. make his little fanboy heart sing. That's oh, listen important. to her as if her living room isn't full of nonsense. <laughs> yes, I've got lots of nonsense to make my little fangirl heart sing. <laughs> Keith, yes. tell us about the time monster. Monster, yeah. monster, 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 monster. Well, it's all involved with... Time and monsters. Yes, yes and, 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 things, and things from beyond time. Ah. And Atlantis. And Atlantis and glowing crystals. And was it me or had Pert? We had his hair cut just before this one. Does, it did seem to. <laughs> End of season. Getting extra logs. <laughs> yeah, it's just before Three Doctors. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's, it's, the the last, it's basically the last exile story. The last unit to exile. Yeah. So basically, the master is posing uh, uh, as uh, a uh, professor. Pascalius. Which apparently is Greek for master. And mm-hmm. he has a dastardly scheme involving time and a time crystal to bring Kronos, god of time, the, forward Kronos to, the Kronovore. to do his bidding. <laughs> yes. And he's got a couple of innocent sidekicks who knew nothing about it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, hypnotised high up official yeah the, the director of the institute, institute. Yeah. of course he's going to get scuppered by the doctor and unit mm-hmm. but in between that we have some romps we yes. have baby benton people desperately trying to run in slow motion oh, without yeah. clearly on, on not the spot. being running in <laughs> slow motion, motion. Yeah. we have uh, some of the most blatant sexism <laughs> I ever could, i could feel you trembling <laughs> oh my rage yes. at this yes. was only countered I, I was keeping by the quiet. fact that the the woman, the doctor, yeah. she was so up herself. Yeah. <laughs> Wasn't she? Every single word out of her mouth was, oh, is it because I'm, I'm, I'm a woman? So shut up. This is the age of feminism. Feminism was just oh, starting to hit the news. So she was supposed to be. crust. Oh, my <laughs> word. And when Joe Grant uttered the line, and I know she did it ironically. Yeah. Please tell me, because I'm so dim. Mm-hmm. You just want to slap her. <laughs> no. I, I, I had to remove all He's breakables. He's gaslighting you. He's making you think you were dim. <laughs> I had to remove all breakables around, from around you. Yes. And was... heavy objects that you were throwing at the telly. You know, you have to acknowledge it was of its time. Yes. But... I, I think oh. the, um, whoever was doing the special effects, the hand-built special effects, had said, right, we need to do a detector. Oh. What should we use as a detector? Oh, I'll just throw a cock and balls and we'll make something <laughs> yeah. Looks like uh, that, and you can always <laughs> tell. You can always tell it was about to detect something because Joe squeezed the handle. Yes, it was all very, <laughs> very childishly phallic. I was watching this with Bill, and Bill said, "This is oh, it's nothing like watching Ingrid Pitt stroke her pussy on my <laughs> doing her best James Bond." We had another example of in this of more being too much the the garm syndrome because when you first had Kronos and it was white and it was like there was a bird in front of the screen it was flapping really close Mm -hmm. up that was really effective but when they pulled back and you could actually see him with his legs and his his Uh, it, it looked it looked 
poor. Yeah. It yeah. would have been so much better if they'd just kept this nondescript close-up impression yeah. of this time god. Yes. This is yeah. really a story in two parts. I think it's... Six it, parts. Six really? long, yeah. it's yeah. long six parts. parts. But it, it's two stories, but they are linked. You couldn't have had these as two distinct stories that they've jammed together. They are, no, it's two they are linked, really, but there yeah. is yeah. a, a present-day story, and I say present-day as in the era it is, and... Mm-hmm. I see, 70s, 80s. There's uh, a part A story and a B story yeah. in two separate distinct parts. Yeah. Sometimes try to do the four parts as they split it up. Yeah. So it's not all the same all the way through. But even still, they could have shaved a couple of episodes up um, and still a, yeah. Bit, yeah. It wasn't as a pad- bit padded. <laughs> it wasn't as padded as I remember it being padded. I don't know if my tolerance has got better or what, yeah, but yeah. it was just got better. It's not as padded as I, I seem to recall. Is that you were the one who suggested this? I know, and I quite <laughs> like this one. The one thing I did really notice about this, it's an almost full ensemble. You've mm. got the big, you've got Benton, you've got Yates, you've got Joe, then you've time. got the master yeah. and all the rest of it. And it suffered from, and it's dealt with it better than the problem they have now with so many commands. You have to turn one of them into a baby, you've got to get one of them trapped into <laughs> a, a time bubble, you've got to get, you know. Well, Yates they, is barely in it. And yeah. Yates is knocked out. And yeah, him. he's knocked out, hospitalised quite early. But yeah, I think yeah. some he's of this. He's back is... at base, only when he comes along, he gets knocked out. And... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> some of this is almost in there because they've got to keep him out the way while the doctor goes and has the adventure. Mm. Yeah, it's quite a good one for Benton, I think. He gets a fair bit to do yeah. before he gets turned into he baby. He shows his brain as well, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he understands gets, what's going on. He gets beaten up by the master. He he quite does. an impressive uh, crash into the... Uh, into the locker. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the locker, yeah. But he, he uses his smarts when he realises that the master is impersonating the brigadier yeah. because the brigadier would never refer to a sergeant as old boy. Yeah, yeah. Good sideways thinking there. And yep. although she doesn't mean a lot to listeners these days necessarily, it was a bit of a coup having Ingrid Pitt... Yeah. Yes. Mm. She was quite a well-known actress in the Hammer movies yeah, and that kind of stuff. She was one of the femme fatales yeah. of the time. Who knew she'd go on to kick a murker? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I did quite like the frisson, the flirting between her and Delgado's yeah. master. He gives yeah. her a right look in the boobs, doesn't he? He does. He's <laughs> it totally... staring at the chest for a moment there. Well, they, they were a bit kind of like up and forth. Oh, yeah. There's no pretense about it, though. Yeah. Yeah. It was the 70s. <laughs> He's an evil villain. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's one of the ones where you see that the master can also be very charming in this well, one at times. Uh, I think it's, it, his assistant, the female doctor, yeah. he keeps using that infernal charm, yeah. which sums up Delgado's master perfectly. perfectly. Mm. Yeah. yeah, he's really good in this. He's doing that fake accent yeah. at the beginning before he's found out who he is and he's a bit weird really I don't know <laughs> why he, he's going to but then the master always goes he, he likes weird. disguises yeah it's a weird trouble <laughs> I didn't realise how much this subtly adds to the overall mythos because you yeah. have the uh, time cone and uh, the thing made out of wine glasses oh what the way they, they, they do the, the spinning and everything the, the analogue yeah. whatever it's called something analogue yeah, they, they, yeah. with each other you also have um, the TARDIS within a TARDIS within a TARDIS yeah. within yeah. a TARDIS yeah, yeah. Not that it makes any sense in this case. Yeah. 
because yeah. the master TARDIS is still in the lab. Yeah. yeah. So you can walk into it, and they do from the lab. Yeah. But well, I yet, th- yet it's in the Doctor's TARDIS. But I, I think I think they also did that in Logopolis because he do. walked into the Doctor's TARDIS, which had the Master's TARDIS, TARDIS in it, and... which had the Doctor's TARDIS in it, which had the Master's TARDIS. Yeah. In it. So it shouldn't be in two places at once. I did also like. And also, is... also sorry, sorry. The final thing is the Time Lord's special relationship with time. It doesn't affect them the same way mm. it does affect us. Yeah. Which is why yeah. the Doctor could run pull after them, the Brigadier yeah. during his pretend slow yeah, motion yeah, pull thing. Them, really <laughs> pull them out. Dodgy <laughs> slow acting. I know yeah. it was a cheapo one for them on the basis that they're running out, but I do like the fact that the only thing they changed between the Master and the Doctor's concert is the rotor. Is, is the rotor. <laughs> yeah, the old the, um, chocolate fountain or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> the design of the console rooms as well. The um, half teacups stuck all over the, the walls. The bowls, I, I, bowls, I, they? I, I really didn't up. like no, I didn't them. Like actually, them. actually, I I did like that, but I, I think I think I liked it because that's the only time you ever see this. The only story, yeah. It's yeah. the only story you ever see this it's style bit, of console. It's a bit weird, but they do introduce in this one the telepathic nature of the TARDIS. Yes, yeah. which is the only explanation as why they both look the same. That's, I was <laughs> just thinking that yeah. when they were speaking to yeah. each other. I suspect because they haven't been doing any internals of the TARDIS because he hasn't been travelling through time etc they haven't had to build a TARDIS set at this point they're going to do one for the three doctors yeah they rebuild it with three doctors so I suspect this was very much a very quick knock up job and as you say bowls turned the wrong way to glued onto some cardboard it could have been but as I said the the reason I like it is because it's so unusual and different it's the same but it's different and again it's the only time we see it because for the 10th anniversary they try to recreate the original console after apparently it uh, warped in storage or something. That I think really? I don't so know if I believe that. It happened with the wooden console. That yeah. the, uh, it was secondary surprising. Console. Barry Letts hated that set, yeah. so I'm not only yeah, surprised if I, it I, was... Uh, yeah, do you think I, he took a hammer to it? <laughs> yeah. I understand it wasn't liked. I do yeah. acknowledge that, but I, as I say, I just... It's all different. Yeah, mm. yeah. Then we had the great thing with Bessie with its super drive or whatever it is. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, Try and keep up, old boy! <laughs> blatantly sped up footage. Yeah. <laughs> and also it's inertial dampeners, which they nicked for Star Trek. Oh, yeah, because she said, how come I didn't fly yeah. through the windscreen? Yeah. You should have had a seatbelt on, madam. <laughs> well, indeed you should. Uh, yeah, did that come from Star Trek first, or did inertial dampeners showed up in the next gen? So it came, so it came from Doctor Who Because it, I remember... Never mentioned in the original Trek. I, no, never mentioned the original Trek. It's mentioned in the Star Trek manual they produced. Uh-huh. Yeah. It should have been after. Yeah. 72 yeah. when this manual. came out. Yeah. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Yeah. And what do we think of the Atlantans? The old guy, that, that oh, that was the worst wig. <laughs> it was like they'd <laughs> scalped Laura Ingalls and put bad. her hair on him. The, the, the high priest. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're meant to be wearing wigs because Joe suddenly gets hair like that. Mm. She well. does. Yeah. She, goes, she goes all... All, um, Nelly Olsen, doesn't yeah, she, with the yeah, ringlets? Yeah. So, yeah, that must have been a wig too. Otherwise, how did the hair get like this? Uh, <laughs> very stagey acting, yeah. deliberately, presumably, because yeah. it's classical it's, times. It's, yeah, BBC classical as well. And so. for the first few episodes, you, when you see bits of it, it's all on film. Mm. Yeah. Then when you finally get there, it's all on videotape and looks Ex- horrible. Except for the dungeon. <laughs> yeah, there's a, a really bad cut where Joe goes from videotape yeah. to film oh, that, by going through a door. That, yeah. well, there's a very good around. reason for all of that, is that these are made up of episodes that the BBC junked, and it's a mixture between 625 NTC film and 525 black and white film that then got colourised. There was a documentary at the end oh, of yeah. the remastered... The, the 
picture quality is not great throughout it, and, but you can still mm. tell through that that they've gone from film to video. To video. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's very much a chimera to an extent yeah. of um, mm. film types. Uh, I think we should have also have a small shout out for Darth Vader. Oh yeah, for his half a minute on screen, half a minute <laughs> running around and picking people up. Yeah, as the Minotaur. He's a big lad, Dave Prowse. He is. It didn't really fully explain why Atlantis collapsed at the end. It suddenly finished, didn't it? <laughs> it did. Yeah. So I don't know if this is a point at which Atlantis was destroyed or if the destruction well, of Atlantis is going to come further on. Because although Cronus was, he was released back into his alternative dimension. I think, according to Who, we've had at least three destructions of Atlantis. <laughs> yeah. Three different destructions. So, so maybe can, this one wasn't a destruction, it was just a... A hiccup. A, a, yeah. beat, a beating up. Yeah. It doesn't go underwater or anything. Yeah. At the end. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. Well, like Robocop, this was a quite crap pleasant rom. <laughs> oh, this one did also. You, sorry, you say introduce canon that comes in later. Time Ram. Oh, yes. This oh, one yes. gives oh, yeah. us Time Ram. Time Ram. And yeah. Joe Grant doing another self sacrifice routine. <laughs> oh, God, is she oh, good yeah. at self sacrifice? Oh, she's <laughs> the best at self sacrifice. And, and I, I have to say that Mr. Delgado does a good groveling as well. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, one. About him, many people have said that Roger Delgado was the nicest guy. Yeah, yeah. he does evil wonderful. Oh, he does. Yeah. When he when he does glary eyes for hypnotising, it's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I got I got to admit, of all the masters we've had, Delgado is my favourite. Yeah. Whenever people mention the master to me, that's where my mind goes. Yeah. That's why I think what's his face that got like thirty seconds at the job. Peter in Pratt. No, Utopia. no, Jacoby. Oh. Thank yeah, you. I think Jacoby would have been an Jacobi, excellent yeah. master. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> let and he is an audio, yeah. yeah. Mm. He is much more delicate. Because he like. can do that same kind Dead of like eyes. sweetness, nice, and, and then, then just ice. stone yeah. cold. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you get that in some of the audios where he's, he's playing a, a decent old buffer, and then yeah. right at the end it's all been a scheme, and yeah. all the people are going to die or turn to sidemen or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's all been part of a scheme. No remorse, it's just part of the story. That's what he needs to do for his plans. Oh, yeah, so a lot of the Pertwee stuff is very long. <laughs> it has to be said, the episodes. Well, that's what we hear, but... The episodes, but I know this was, what, six parters, but yeah. I, I didn't really get filled that bored with it, if you know what I, I mean, because it was almost the two stories. Yeah. It felt I, like a four-parter to me. Yeah. Well, for you, it was a four-parter. <laughs> you fell asleep with the last two, but it was beginning to drag at the end, but yeah. it's better than some of the eight-parters that, you know... Maybe. It's weird the way it goes from pretty typical Pertwee in a research lab yeah. with your typical research type people your person in charge has been hypnotised or is evil in some way then you go to Atlantean politics mm. weird a jar. juxtaposition <laughs> there but, but a great opening to it yes. that whole dream sequence dream oh sequence. Yeah. yeah yeah that was, was very, very conf- first of all I thought we'd skipped a bit but no it yeah, was very was very really good really interesting and you can see that as shot on film as well Yeah, and the bit where Joe had made him a cup of tea and he wanders across the lab with it in his hand and then hands it back and says thank you that was delicious <laughs> Mm-hmm. Hadn't touched a bit of it. <laughs> yeah. He's absorbed the tannins atmospherically, <laughs> yeah. obviously. Yeah. Right, you know the drill. We would like to know what you thought of the time monster. <laughs> Please do write to us. And we're going to do this backwards this time. Oh God. At show at staggering stories dot net. Yay. Right, some of you have been writing to us again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. you. Oh, thank you, you're too kind. Thank you. Sorry, thank you. First we've heard from Pinky. Hello, Pinky. Pinky. Pinky says... 
Hello, Staggers. Hello. I've been watching television. Oh, dangerous. I finished Hate Watching Another Life, (laughs) season one. Okay. There's so much horrendously wrong with that programme. I have heard this. just enough good things to keep me watching. I only have two episodes remaining of the latest Stranger Things. Have watched some more Dark Crystal. Oh, yeah. And started watching (laughs) She-Ra. It's really good. I've heard it's very good. I love Shiva. I swear I have been doing things other than watching TV, but who cares? Indeed. As some of you have noticed, I'm seriously considering selling my soul to get to Galley next year. Nothing booked yet. Maybe see you there, Pinky. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Also, stop being horrid to Carboy Clara or I'll come for you. Though I insist that the head of Pertwee is abused with abandon. And he enjoys it. Thank you, Reese. I hope your Babylon 5 watch is coming along nicely. Pinky. Thank you, Pinky. Thank you, Pinky. Thank you. Right. We have a letter here from Andrew Scott. Hello, Andrew. Good evening, Staggers. A short note to say, don't consider yourselves too old to go and watch Shaun the Sheep Farmageddon. Oh, yeah, I want to go see that. <laughs> switch off your grown-up bits and just enjoy it. What do you mean My switch off bits our grown-up grown bits? <laughs> <laughs> do we actually own grown-up bits? I, I, I used to. Well, they're, <laughs> they're, they're under glass somewhere. Do up touch in the them attic. occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only when needed. I'm really the gloves. Nice, dudes. Letter. Sorry, sorry. In particular, the many, many, many references many, many. to well-known sci-fi material and familiar characters emerging from a portaloo. <laughs> Hopefully not much longer until the new season. In case oh. I don't write again before, have a good Christmas. Oh, and you too. Andrew and Scott. You- Sort of PS. Oh, yeah. If that seems early, I'm pretty sure I saw Easter eggs in the shop the other day. Stop it. Wouldn't surprise me. Surely not. (laughs) Any more feedback? Right, a bit of audio feedback here from Reese. Hello, Reese. Hello, Staggerers, and hello, Head of Pertwee, and hello, Cardboard Amy, and hello, Cardboard Clara. Actually, no, I'm going to change that. Hello, Cardboard Grunhilda Nobnacker. Oh, hello, yes. Dangerous Churchill. Hello, Nazi Spock. Hello, <laughs> Moomin, if the Moomin is still there. Yes. Hello, whoever else needs hello said to them. That took a while. How are you all doing? I hope you're feeling Good. better this time, because you sounded all very, very <laughs> logified, pretty much all of you. I, myself, am doing quite well. Now, I've got a fairly eclectic mix of stuff that I'd like to talk about, and so I'm just going to jump right into it because there's also a fair bit. So starting off with, I have recently managed to watch the most recent season of Sherlock. I know I'm years behind, but because there are so many years between each season, that doesn't really matter. I thought it was quite good. And as I've been doing, because I did take, you know, a few years off, unfortunately, of hearing your podcast, as I've been listening again, I've kind of been catching up on the things that you talked about and then (laughs) going and hearing you talk about it, which I will do with Joko. I haven't seen Joko yet, but I'll hear your review from last podcast once I have. So (laughs) after I watched Sherlock, I went to hear what you had to say about it. And I've got to say that I fall kind of squarely in the middle of everyone's opinions of Sherlock (laughs) because I agree with Jean in that I think that as usual with Sherlock, it's a very well-made show. I think Sherlock's just great. I think it's got a particular style that I love. I think the writing's been fantastic all the way through it and the acting is top-notch. I love Mm -hmm. David Arnold's music Mm -hmm. and Michael Price, I think, is the other composer. Anyway, I love the music. It's just really good. And this season is no exception to that but what it is an exception to is kind of what the first few seasons set up especially one and two number three kind of 
drifted into the drama, the family drama of it all, and started to have less and less detective work going on mm-hmm. uh, as we as we went on. Yep. That sentence went away from me. Mm-hmm. As we carried on through it, the detective work kind of went to the side and it was more about everyone's dynamic and relationship. And I'm not really complaining because it was so well presented and so well acted and all the other stuff that I've already listed. But it did kind of slightly jar, only in so much as it is Sherlock Holmes and he is a detective, so why yeah. isn't there much detective work going on? Yeah. It's kind of the question you might be asking. Yeah. But other than that, really good stuff. stuff. I thought the first episode, majority of it was good, but the last act was a bit clunky in its direction and maybe editing. I would have tightened up some shots. I would have made it snappier. I don't want to be too spoilerific, even though it was years ago and people who were going to see it would have seen it by now. But basically, the major dramatic event of the first episode felt a little bit poorly executed, although well acted, just I think maybe the direction and the editing let it down. I also thought it was thrown in there because of real life circumstances between two of the actors. You may know what I mean, but I'm not going to spoil it for those who don't. Moving on, it's episode two. Toby Jones was excellent and the whole oh, yeah. thing was just superb. Oh, I love Toby Jones yeah, and he, as always, he gave me a reason to love him. He's just so good, uh, especially that episode. Very creepy, very sadistic, <laughs> and yeah, I, I really, really liked him. Episode three was a roller coaster for me. I was so invested. I really, really liked episode three. I was really creeped out at first. The opening sequence was really creepy. And then the guest star who was mainly featured in this episode, but the previous episodes, she did a very good job. Again, not giving away who she is, but I'm pretty sure you can figure it out. Really good Mm. stuff, but I agree with Adam. I liked the drama, and as I've been saying, well made. But I'm glad that towards the end of it, it's set up that they can just slip right back into traditional... Sherlock Holmes style storytelling and involves some more detective work because (laughs) my minor gripe for episode three, I liked pretty much all of it. I I just resonate. It resonated with me and I really enjoyed it, but I kind of thought that Sherlock's detective work was treated more like a superpower than it had ever been treated before (laughs) because it was almost like someone having x-ray vision and when they have to solve when he had to solve the problem he just kind of used x-ray vision and we don't have the same attachment to it because normally they give us some clues whereas Cumberbatch just rattled off a few things that he noticed and then reached the conclusion within a minute whereas previous seasons we'd have a whole episode to solve one case whereas there were a whole lot of smaller cases thrown at him while they were in that little oh, mouse yeah. trap mm. or mouse run as he uh, called it lab rats being tested uh, while they were in that there were very small cases to solve mm-hmm. and in the end it didn't matter either because of the sadistic villain they were up against mm. anyway really liked it really strong stuff i hope it comes back but yeah. sadly i get the feeling it might not because the cast are just so damn busy and now yeah. moffat and gators have their new little baby which is uh, dracula their yeah, version we'll of Dracula, that is, I can't say it's theirs. They did in no way invent it. <laughs> but they've invented this take, and it looks interesting. I'm not one for horror, so it's probably going to freak me out and gross me out because <laughs> it looks quite gory as well as I'm horrific just, okay. and terrifying. But I will check it out because they are two of my favourite writers in the world. I just think they're very, very talented. Gates loves his horrors. Else I'd like to mention, yeah. and I'll be as quick as possible, because I've already talked a fair bit about Sherlock, but after I heard that episode where you talked about Sherlock, uh, it was right in the middle of season 10 of Doctor Who, and I thought, you know what? I'm going to keep hearing what they had to say about season 10. I'll listen to their thoughts again, because I really did like season 10, and I've only seen it once, and I just kind of, I'm going to get there eventually with my Moffat rewatch, so I'll just kind of see what the um mm. uh, lie of the <laughs> land is with people's <laughs> opinions. Oh, <dear. laughs> that was terrible, I know, don't worry. Yes. But 
But speaking of Lie of the Land, that's kind of what I want to address. You guys were very much disappointed by the uh, Monk trilogy. I saw And yeah. I was really mm-hmm. interested in that because I saw a lot of people were online, but I quite enjoyed it. I think I got a different reading, so to speak, out of it because I know some people, I think Mr. M at the time, he wrote in and said he was disappointed that the monks were set up as such powerful creatures and almost godlike where they could change reality, change things uh, around them almost to fight the laws of physics. Mm, But he was disappointed when the third episode came along and it was kind of like a repeat of, God help me, the um, Doctor, the Widow and the Wardrobe, which is (laughs) arguably the worst Christmas special ever. And for me, the worst story that Stephen Moffat has ever written. That's just a bad story. Good dialogue, bad story. And I could definitely see that. And it was just somebody sitting in a throne and then the power of love. (laughs) (laughs) And then the power of love that saved the day. But... That being said, this time it worked so much better for me because the way I saw it was these guys aren't godlike creatures or celestial creatures, kind of like Ego the Living Planet from Guardians of the Galaxy. They were just people who were very technologically advanced and had come up with simulations and can kind of trap people in simulations and give them the illusion that they're this powerful. But in real life, they need that technology to be powerful and then Bill had integrated with that technology and then was just kind of like giving them a taste of their own medicine sort of thing. And it works for me and I, I really enjoyed it and I was really invested and I, I'm in love with Bill. I just love <laughs> Bill. I love Pearl Mackey. Um, Should we tell him? Obviously Bill wouldn't be in love with me, but maybe one day Pearl Mackey. No, never mind. Um, <laughs> but I really liked Bill. The regeneration scene or the fake out regeneration, yeah, I get people's problems with it. I didn't mind because I was kind of watching it from the character's point of view, both of them, the Doctor and Bill. And I think Bill, although somebody did point out, why would it affect her? She's never seen a regeneration before. That's a very good point. And I can't explain that. (laughs) But I think it was a a powerful test of character and to just really make sure she was uh, standing her ground and she was good. And then it showed that the doctor was actually good. I didn't mind it. Like, I just, it was another part of the episode. I think if it's not going to be a regeneration, and I know the main actor is not leaving because they always announce it, Mm -hmm. because they have to, if they do external shots, with another doctor or another character stepping out of the TARDIS first, then somebody's going to go, wait a second, that's (laughs) not the same actor that they've got. That must be a new doctor. So they have to announce it. I get that. But when when it's regeneration that's happening, when they haven't announced a new doctor, I don't get too involved. And I don't think you're really meant to. I think it's just for show. And it was. It was a fake regeneration. I don't even think he was using regeneration energy. I think it was just a light show somehow. Mm -hmm. They didn't explain that, but I I wasn't concerned about it. And uh, it's funny hearing reviews, which when I first heard them were kind of a year old by then because I was watching season 10 while season 11 was airing and it was fun to have a contrast between grumpy old Capaldi and then kind of the joyous life-loving Wataka but yeah that that, um the Monk trilogy I really liked I could see people's problems but I really liked it good and then jumping onto the finale because I haven't had a chance to talk about season 10 which was one of my favorites and because I liked the Monk trilogy it's all really good for me I mean, I don't think too much of Smile and the Eaters of the Light. I, and when I say I don't think too much of them, it doesn't mean I hold them in low regard, but they just don't stand up compared to the rest of the season. The rest no. of it is superb. And especially the finale, the tone and atmosphere in both of them. I know El Presidente thought the second one kind of, the second part um, 
kind of dropped the ball a little bit. Yeah, but that was when you had the most of the Master and Missy in in the story. That's when you had the Doctor deliver his incredible speech about what being a hero is and what it means and to be a hero and why he is a hero. Do you want to be and a hero? And he's starting to recognise himself as a hero yeah, as compared to his first season where he didn't even know who he was. And he was trying to figure out if he was a good man. And it was just, it encapsulated the growth that the Doctor has gone through. And it was just amazing. Uh, I really love both parts of the finale. And I these are all fresh in my mind, these opinions I'm referencing. So you might not remember saying this, but I think the Bill's story was really nice and I don't care if it wasn't particularly foreshadowed because I think it was. I think... What's her name? Heather? Heather. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's Heather. She became more animate and more independent and not just copying everything Bill was saying. At the end of... The pilot, when they held hands, she became her own person. And then she was with Bill all the time in that tier. So I thought that worked for me. Also, and this is going to be a hard pill to swallow for you all, I liked uh, season nine as well. And I loved that finale. It's one of the most dramatic pieces of TV I've ever seen. And I did like the um, hybrid story arc. I think people who were <laughs> sick of Clara and was were calling it, quote unquote, companion who which it wasn't it was still doctor <laughs> who the doctor was there a lot just because clara was actually well written doesn't mean it's become about her anyway Yay, that's clara. a rant that i've gone on many years in a row about now and i also adore clara and jenna coleman oh <laughs> sorry I'm calm down Reese. calm down um, I've got a yes, so that I'm sure i enjoyed that, that storyline too and yeah they're similar but they're also very different so I don't mind that. Also, I don't get the criticism of, but they just did that 15 episodes earlier. Like, they jump in the TARDIS and appear at a different planet every episode. I don't really see a problem. Especially when it wasn't exactly identical. I don't have much of a problem with it. Anyway, this feedback has been huge. (laughs) So I'm just going to say thank you very much for the podcast. Stay wonderful. Thank you. And I'll speak to you next time. We shall do our best. Bye, Reese. Thank you. Yeah. Try to remember back some of this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> right. Thank you for your feedback, as yeah, always. Thank you. Ooh, yes. yes. Guess yeah. what? What? You can send feedback to us. <laughs> Which way are we going right, now? Right. We're going to do it in opposites this time. Oh, okay. Via show. Riddler! <laughs> at. Uh, staggering. Stories. Dot. Net. Oh, <laughs> that was all varieties. <laughs> We've really mixed it up, haven't we? Oh, yeah. yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Lead us out, Crumbly. Oh, he's he dead. Can't. He's dead. <laughs> he's, he's drowning. He's drowning as we right. speak. I think between us we can get this, okay? All right. Okay. Start it, my figure it out. Uh forgotten how he starts yeah. it. And so, ladies oh, and gentlemen. That was it. Yeah. So dear okay. listeners. And so dear listeners, that brings us to the end of another podcast. Yay! But fear not. Oh, oh, God. Next time there'll be more of the same. Oh, George. More news and reviews. News and reviews. More who old and new. More well, fun, fun, frivolity, and jollity. So until that, pick a letter. Oh, R. 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 Rampaging, rollicking, rolling rock of righteous. Ravenous. Ridicule with ravenous. Rogering <laughs> comes rolls relentlessly towards <laughs> us. This is me, Fake Keith, saying farewell. Goodbye. Au revoir. Bye bye. 
You have been listening to the Staggering Stories podcast, series one, number 328, featuring Adam J. Purcell, fake Keith, Gene Riddler, and the real Keith Dunn. The views expressed here are those of the speakers and don't necessarily represent those of the other speakers or the site. No copyright infringement is intended, and this has been an El Presidente and fake Keith production for www.staggeringstories.net. Bless you. Oh, bless you again. I would like to point out that me and fake Keith over here did the Alexa Doctor Who quiz on hard. Oh, we did. Oh, it's an Alexa Doctor Who quiz. You have to enable it first. No, Alexa, no. (laughs) Keep saying his name. We also, apart, there's two shops I want to find in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. All right. There's probably more than two there. Right. I specifically want to find a Hot Topics. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. Yep, yep, there and I specifically want to find, and then any spare ounce of luggage space anyone has, oh, and I God. might even buy some excess, yeah. a shop called Joanne Fabrics. So you want to go and get some cloth? Not <laughs> any cloth. Some nice cloth. What, Some very nice cloth. What type of cloth? Some nice cloth with Tardises on and oh. Daleks on. And Joanne Fabrics is the the shop that sells all the Doctor Who range of fabrics. Okay. Mm-hmm. All of them are on Netflix. Mm-hmm. You've got oh, uh, Robocop, uh, the remake Robocop, Robocop 2 and Robocop 3. Yeah, that's why no, I watched Never it seen on. the third one. Uh, no, it's notorious. Never <laughs> trying to think what the film was we watched. It wasn't Flash Gordon. What other films have we all watched recently? Oh, as I said, Drudge Dread. That's one. The music for that one really drove me yeah. up the wall. Yeah, but this is what we've reviewed. Dark Crystal, things like that. Uh, what else have we watched recently? It was. I think it was the last one we reviewed. It's bugging me now. <laughs> oh, Biggles. That's it's it! Biggles! Biggles. That's yeah, it! Yeah, yeah, yeah. The music on yeah. that drove me up the do, wall. Do you want to be a hero? Do you want to be a hero? Hero. 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 <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? Classic. It's a classic something. I wouldn't like to say what. <laughs> I've, I'm personally offended that that was Peter Cushing's last hurrah. <laughs> Probably the uh, last thing actually did was a music video. Was it? Probably, because it, he's in the music video for one of the songs. Oh, yeah. right. The Swalky About. That must have been after they did the yeah. uh, filming. <laughs> Blow me nose as well. Stop, man. <laughs> Look, I'm not a well girl still. Oh, stop whinging or I'll have you put to sleep. Yes, please. <laughs> Please come back, Crumbly. We can't do these things without you.